Hey everyone, uh, about this episode, it is actually last week's episode. I'm sorry that it is getting to you so late. Life has been uh, something lately, and as I was doing prep for this week, I just I realized this episode was not posted. Um, I don't like doing that. I know that that used to kind of be a staple of this show, and I don't want to do that going forward. So this is last week's episode, and you'll be getting a new episode uh, in the next couple of days, and then hopefully an interview after that. Um, So, in the meantime, enjoy. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Heck Yeah Comics Podcast, with your hosts, David and Nick. In this episode, the hunt for Wolverine begins. Venom gets teased, Invincible ends, and Metal sends us on a wild hunt. Stay tuned for all this and more! Everybody and welcome to the Heck Yeah Comics Podcast. Mm-hmm. Apparently, that's how we're doing that now. This... We're now the Mm-hmm Comics we're, Podcast. We're not rebranding ourselves this far into this. We're too committed. I just feel like Heck Yeah is a really. It's like when you say it's really intense. I feel like maybe it catches people off guard, and maybe they don't feel particularly safe listening to us. And if we kind of soften, oh yeah, we're the, the we're mm-hmm. the we're the bad boys of comic book podcasting. That's for sure. Absolutely, we are. So, mm-hmm, comics podcast is here for all of your comic listening needs, and we are comfortable and complacent. And David, uh, what's going on? Oh boy. Well, I just want to say real quick, I'm David, that's Nick, you're the listening audience, and this is the Heck Yeah Comics Podcast, and this episode will happen despite any sickness or technical difficulties that we might experience along the way. Are you still feeling sick? Is that that still a thing? Is my voice, I feel like my voice is like deeper than normal, is that not the case? I mean, I just assumed you finally went through puberty, but I guess Uh, it could be from a sign of sickness, that was way too easy, I'm almost ashamed. Almost ashamed, but not actually You ashamed. should be ashamed for a lot of reasons. Yeah, we're not going to go into those reasons. Um, but, you know, David, uh, comic books came out this week like well, they do every week. You use that transition <laughs> so often to try to be like, well, I'm going like, to well, steer the off, show in the right direction. It's, it's a very relevant transition. Like, we're literally here to talk about comic books, not about maybe questionable decisions I've made in my past. Of well, let's... Let's talk about it. Let's, let's dish through this right now. I uh, don't want to hear about that. Oh, what was that meme that my coworker made me listen to? Some woman was being interviewed after like her house. Oh, ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah, that's was. like 100 years old in internet time. And I just learned it today. Have you ever heard of um, the internet historian? No, what's that? It is this guy who tracks um, – he doesn't track them, but he'll find, like, these kind of big moments, like the Fire Festival. Do you remember the Fire Festival this last year? Uh, also don't know that. So the Fire Festival was this, like, big – it was supposed to be this big music festival that, like, all these big-name bands were allegedly supposed to go to. And they were going to um, – like, they were going to – you know, there's, like, this island. They were going to build all this, like – 
infrastructure and this luxury housing essentially uh and have this big festival and people started to arrive and it wasn't there it wasn't happening like there is like fema tents for people to stay in the the luxury accommodations the food they were supposed to get um was like pieces of bread with a slice of cheese on it and they and this guy just kind of goes through you know from beginning to end how did this happen the event taking place and like sort of what's been the aftermath um and he has like he has a bunch of different ones and they're all very interesting and very like well done uh and also humorous so you're entertained the whole way through and that was the sound of skype dropping out and nick no longer being on the show so hold on just a moment Anyway, we are back. Nick, I don't remember what I was telling you about, but we're just going to go ahead and barrel on with the show anyway, as if that never happened. So uh, why don't we just go ahead and hop into our news stories like you so awkwardly tried to steer us towards before. Awkward. It's, I mean, it's true. So here is the news sound. To the Batmobile. Let's go. That wasn't the news sound. Our top story today. After a disappointing summer, Humpty Dumpty has a great fall. All right, first up, there is apparently a book called The Hunt for Wolverine, and that book no, is... No, there's four books. Is there four? I thought... Okay, another article said there... there's the spinoff books. All right, anyway, here are the... There are going to be four books called The Hunt for Wolverine, because Marvel was like, we're not going to do any more line-wide events. We're just going to do events. They're going to have, like, 18 books, so you're going to have to read through all of those if you want to figure out what the heck's going on with the characters you like. I, it's just funny because I feel like Marvel under, like realized, like, all right, we're going to bring back the real, quote-unquote, Wolverine now. And, you know, we killed him off in one miniseries. Mm. You know, but when he comes back, it's him. And, like, everyone's used to him being in, like, 50 different books. So we're just going to have 50 different miniseries. And he's got backup stories right now and a bunch of Marvel comics. And now he's coming to these four miniseries. There'll probably be a weekly series afterwards. He's tying into whatever Infinity event Marvel is doing this year. And it's just when Wolverine comes back, he comes back. That's right. And he'll be coming back in style with four different books looking for him. There is Hunt for Wolverine, Weapon Lost. This is written by Charles Soule and art by Matteo Bufagni. Hunt for Wolverine, Adamantium Agenda. Written by Tom Taylor with art by R.B. Silva. There's the Hunt for Wolverine, Claws of a Killer. Written by Mariko Tamaki. Art by Butch Goose Geis. Hunt for Wolverine, Mystery in Madripoor. Written by Jim Zub. Art by Chris Bachelor, the hunt for Wolverine. This time we fight back. I don't know. What would you? <laughs> I was trying to think of like a a quick punchy like additional stupid head title headline uh, that you could attach to these. Hunt for Wolverine: The Quest for More Money. The quest for... <laughs> That's the only one I can think of. Hunt for Wolverine: Electric Boogaloo. Uh, hunt for Wolverine: Love in the Time of Adamantium. I mean, loving the time of adamantium. I, I kind of like that one. I mean, it's it's obviously like Wolverine's just one of those characters, like like any popular character. Like he's got a wide orbit with a lot of different characters that populate it. Uh, I feel like Marvel, and I realize that everyone's got a favorite character. Like someone just thinks Lady Deathstrike is the absolute best character to ever grace the the fictional landscape. Um, 
and I'm not and by no means am I actually have anything against Lady Destro. I just want that to be clear. Oh. But just using it as an example that like most of these miniseries are kind of touching on the characters within Wolverine's or- orbit as they hunt for him. Like yeah. I don't know how central Wolverine himself, other than sort of being the overarching shadow in all the stories, is actually going to play. So it's really just touching on a lot of characters dealing with the, the reveal of him being alive. Um, some of this is some just speculation. Now, and it's just, what? No, since I said, I was like, oh, there's going to be five books, and you said there's going to be four. There is going to be five, because there is just going to be the Hunt for Wolverine one-shot. Yeah, sorry. It'd be one-shot leads into the four miniseries. Which are all going to be four issues, by the way. So this one-shot is spinning off uh, 16 different books. <laughs> 17 stories just to bring Wolverine back. Mind you, he's already back. He came back in Marvel Legacy number one, and he's been appearing in these like back end uh, little short stories and, these, and a bunch of books. And these aren't coming back until May. Or these are these aren't being released until May, I should say. They're not. Hunt for Wolverine comes out in April, uh-huh. and then the May series start in May. And what I love is this this whole quote, or not not a quote, but I guess just kind of a a a, a take on is despite taking on different genres and stories, each miniseries is said to interlock to create an epic, overarching tale. So if you hope to just read one of those, no. If you want to get what's going on, you got to read all of it. Right. This is, you know, it's 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 a business, and Marvel's got to, to bump their bottom line, and nothing bumps it quite like um, Wolverine does. But... Um, this this is the opposite of no more events for a long time. Just like for... it, it's not it's not a it's not a secret empire or a civil war or anything like that. But when you're when you have sixteen or seventeen issues of this story that are just surrounding bringing this one character back, it totally dilutes the moment. Certainly dilutes my wallet, and by that I mean huh. it destroys my wallet. Um, so that just... being said, I'm probably not going to read any of these just for snicks and giggles let's check oh, is God. wolverine still dead.com hey i'm really proud of that one i uh i i just thought of that on the spot uh yeah he is uh he's not dead guys he's been alive as of september 27th i'm kind of like upset that they're not updating it in the same way because they're like oh he was dead for this many weeks like i wish they were still updating it to say like he's been alive for this many weeks <laughs> Just to see how long until they kill him again. Yeah, exactly. We could we could start our own is Wolverine still alive dot com. Get some advertising. Let's see, is Wolverine still alive dot com. Let's see if those guys you nope, know, that it is up for grabs, so someone wants to go ahead and grab that and give it to us, that would be greatly appreciated. Yes, if someone could build the website and create a counter and and then update it for us, but then give us all the credit. But they have to and, use the same background as the Is Wolverine Still Dead website, which is that one of him with like the barbecue and like hot dogs on his claws. <laughs> that images like that I love, and I feel like it came from like a playing card or something in the nineties, which yeah. makes me think of those Punisher images I sent you the other day, where he's like fighting Moby Dick. And then, like, another one where, I, I forget, I think he's in, like, space or something like that. Um, I don't know. They're just, like, really ridiculous things of, like, these are the Punisher miniseries. I, you know, he's such a versatile character. and like He's really the, not, he's really under, <laughs> so That's what makes him versatile, that he shouldn't be in all these situations, but we should put him in them, put him in them anyway. I mean, nothing is going to beat the Ghost Rider in the swimsuit issue. That... Wait, that was an actual issue? 
So there was like something where it was a bunch of it was like a swimsuit special that had a bunch of superheroes in swimsuits. Uh, it's insane. And then there's that one of Daredevil, which is just a flaming skeleton. Uh, of no, Daredevil or Ghost Rider? Or Ghost Rider. Uh, it, yeah, it's just a flaming skeleton reclining on the beach. And uh, yeah, it's it's a good time. It's a good time. Uh, my bad there. Um, and other news, the Venom teaser trailer, or just Venom teaser, uh, was released, um, and it definitely teases. So it does its job. People have does been giving it tease, this trailer. Though? Does it tease? It depends on depends on your definition of tease. Everyone has a, you know different kinks and all that crap. But it, so in my opinion, it does tease. I mean, it says, "Hey guys, here's the Venom movie, but we're gonna show you next to nothing." But if, if anything, like they, they give us a window into Eddie Brock's sort of mental state and sort of the conflict that he's feeling that they are at least hinting at throughout the movie. Um, clearly, it's got something to do with scientists and some kind of corporation, you know, the, the typical stuff you find in every single movie now. In every um, single Venom story, that's for sure. Well, I mean, technically Venom came from space, but this, it's hard to say how much they're going to incorporate his space origins into this. I'm leaning towards they're going a bit more Ultimate Spider-Man on it that it's developed it that venom's developed in a lab and though there is free. like there's like a crashed piece of something in one of the shots in the trailer so it does look like there might be something from space that crashes down on earth so they could spider-man 3 it and say that it comes from a meteor i mean we're never getting secret wars no people need to vision of, of, of venom like that that requires too much setup it i does. mean if it was being incorporated into the marvel universe they could somehow tie the battle world aspect and all that into like the infinity war movies or whatever like that narrative but you know if we want venom now we have to take shortcuts and this is what it is yeah so look let's uh all right, so this movie could be hot garbage, like that it it could be, um, but we have only seen a minute and a half of random scenes spliced together to get a trailer out there, and people are already calling this the Catwoman of this generation of superhero movies. Like, come on, did you seriously watch that and be like, "Yep, I've seen the movie now. I have an expert opinion on this. Like, people need to calm down about this crap. Yeah, it's not a well-put-together trailer. Guess what? They wrapped filming on it, like, two days ago, and they had to get a trailer together, so there's, like, no special effects shot. It's because they're still rendering the Venom suit in every single frame, and that's going to take until October 5th for that to be done. Fair, right. fair. But is it actually a bad trailer? If your if your expectation is that a good Venom teaser trailer should show Venom, then yes, you're going to be disappointed. But this trailer teases the overall narrative, which is that there's something Venom, you know, that's going on and involves this shady corporation. Eddie Brock is angsty. You know, these are broad strokes, but like the trailer covers that, and in that sense, like it has me curious how the, this ultimate story is going to play out. I already know I'm getting Venom in some shape or form. If anything, granted, obviously, it's kind of like buyer's remorse. Like, I'd hate to, you know, buy my ticket, show up to the theater, and realize that we get, you know, a really crappy CGI Venom. Like, if I see it ahead of time, then, like, I know. But there's a certain aspect of, like, that's, like, such a, an integral part of the movie but in a visual sense that the idea of being able to experience in all its glory for the first time, assuming it's done well you know, in the theater is really cool. Why ruin that in a, in a teaser trailer? And also people are like, well, we, we got to see what Venom looks like. It's going to be a, a, 
a big black creature that looks like a man and has like a creepy face and hopefully a giant weird tongue. Like we know what Venom and yes, we want to know what Venom's going to look like in this movie. But also guys, more trailers are coming. More promotional material for this movie is coming. We need to like calm down about this, this te- teaser trailer. This is a Marvel movie. Literally uh, you will know the entire movie by the time the movie hits. It's the a end. it's a Sony movie. Sorry, it's a Sony movie, but Marvel, Marvel still looked in its direction. And you know they're learning from Marvel as far as how to market their movies till the very end. Yeah, and you know, you're right. It does set up this idea that there is something wrong with Eddie Brock, which really kind of does need to be more the conflict of the story than like Venom comes out and is the hero of the day. Because people, despite what you think, you don't want a villain focused movie. Because movies aren't typically good when the bad guy has to be the good guy. Right. So, uh, so like, I think the main conflict of the story does have to be Eddie Brock's internal fight with himself. Right. Um, and, and Eddie Brock is usually at his best when he's a conflicted anti-hero type character. Yeah. And I, somebody was kind of criticizing, like, well, my favorite parts of the comics are when, you know, Venom is talking to Eddie Brock inside the suit. And he's, like, worried there wasn't going to be any of that. And again... You know, we got l- less than a line of dialogue that was Eddie Brock voiceover. So right. n- not really giving us any- anyway. I'm I'm just getting upset at people who aren't here right now. You're getting so. upset at the internet chatter that literally oh, because yeah. the internet is literally a vacuum, uh, a vacuum, but it's literally a giant chamber that needs to be filled. So of course you release something into it like this, and the choir has to sing. But I just, always you obviously get a lot of bullshit. Yeah, and I always just I get so worked up over the internet's stupid reaction. Uh, you also spend a lot of time on Twitter. I typically try to avoid Twitter. I'm trying to spend a little bit less these days, <laughs> but when Gail Simone retweets you, man, you just you gotta keep diving in head first. <laughs> it's like a drug. Anyway, this is a story that I probably would have made up to try to be funny, and it turns out that it's real, which is probably horrifying. And that is that Brian Michael Bendis is writing a Kitty Pride movie for the director of Deadpool. So Brian Michael Bendis, known for ham-fisting Kitty Pride into every book he's written so that a facsimile of himself can date her, is writing a movie which is currently working under the title 143, probably a reference to Uncanny X-Men number 143. And, uh... And yeah, it's going to and it's going to be uh, apparently directed by Tim Miller, the director of the first Deadpool movie, not the second Deadpool movie. Um, yeah, I. Uh, mm. It's um. Uh, all right. Well, you know what, Bendis is passionate about the Kitty Pryde character, so he's he no, 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 no. Let's not use the word passionate. Let's use the right word. He is in love with the Kitty Pryde character. He is. It is his wife. Very passionate about. Did you say waifu? Yeah. Or did you say wifey? No, waifu. Either way, um, he's passionate about the character. So you probably, you know, probably isn't a better person that could write, um, you know, a Kitty Pryde movie. I'll be very curious what the Kitty Pryde movie ends up being. They reference on Candy One Forty Three, which I think is when she's alone in the mansion and they're being attacked by the brood so it'd be interesting if that ends up being a direct translation into the story just sort of like a slice of life like day in the mansion you know gets attacked and just kitty pride is there which wouldn't be the worst way to approach it 
knowing it's Hollywood, they're looking at how can we spin this off into 30 different Kitty Pride franchises. Um, well, what I think I... what's interesting about the story, though, is I wonder how much of it was already locked in. I mean, like, if he's already, like, say he's already written the script, like, he's now locked in at DC slash Warner's in a multifaceted deal. Something like this probably has already been in the works prior to him signing with DC, because I think it's something that wouldn't have materialized while working for DC. Yeah, and, and also this is a um, it's a Fox thing. Like People need to remember right now that no matter what the reports are, that Disney has not purchased Fox. They have announced their intention to purchase Fox. Uh, reports have said that Comcast still might enter a new bid, and even once that it happened you know once once the bid happens it'll take up to a year for the acquisition to be fully complete which means that they won't be working under the title of a disney you know acquisition for up right. to a year right fox is running business as usual until further notice yeah so he is not writing a he's not writing a mcu marvel movie he is writing a movie for fox Right, which I mean, they could be kind of priming it to be part of an MCU movie because they hate me and want to bring mutants into the MCU. Um, I but think they should. But right now, you know, they, that is not the direction that they like that they are headed, and so you know, it could it could be a, not even it could be not until like 2020 that that is like a thing that's happening. So right. no, you're not going to see Wolverine in the. Um, in the Infinity War credits. Uh, all this to say that I'm really curious to see what facsimile of himself Brian Michael Bendis writes into the story or a role that he writes for himself um, that Kitty Pride ends up dating. Someone named Peter will be it was a love interest. A Peter. It was always a Peter. Like oh, Parker, Peter Rasputin, Bobby Drake, yeah, but who's Bob- not a Peter. But Bobby Drake is gay now, so... Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, Data Kitty probably at one point so still counts. Uh, oh, so what? Peter Quill, Star Lord. Peter, oh yeah, Peter uh, Quill. Oh, yeah. can't happen yet. Um, but I'm sure by Kitty Pride Four, it'll be merged into the MCU, so we'll get a Star Lord Kitty Pride ship. Uh, and last bit of news, a little quick hit: the uh, Doom Patrol is joining DC's Titans show on the DC uh, streaming app, or what will eventually become the DC streaming app. Um, it's I, I, when I say it's cool, it's actually not cool. I actually don't like that every single channel or 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 whatever is trying to like create their own streaming service. I understand from a business perspective why they're trying to do it. I don't think it's going to work. Because uh, I only have so much ten and fifteen dollars to throw around to every streaming service I may or may not want to use, but also like they have like one show developed for this streaming service, so who knows? Well, I mean, um, hey, it's, it's worked so far for CBS. Off of their true, off of their, you know, but CBS at least has like an entire back. I mean, not that DC doesn't like they can put all the DC anime movies and, and cartoons and stuff on, so it'll be mostly all these cartoons plus this one live action show. I wish the show the best of luck. I'm just saying, I wish that there wasn't this reliance on everyone creating their own apps uh, in order to distribute to people. Uh, but that is actually neither here nor there. Um, getting back to the quick story, Doom Patrol is joining the live action show. So it's already featuring, you know, like ex- extra characters like Hawk and Dove. Be very curious how Doom Patrol, generally seen as kind of a, help me out with a word here, a bizarre. Um, 
publication history. Mm, um, yeah. They have like the Grant Morrison run, the current Young Animal run with Gerard Way. Like they they usually have um, a sort of esoteric approach to their storytelling, uh, and how straight or not straight they will be played in uh, Titans remains to be seen. And hey, let's get another quick mention. This uh, episode, which will be the fifth episode of the series, is written by Jeff Johns. So. It'll be something, which I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that in a negative way. I think Jeff John's TV work has actually been very strong when he's written episodes yeah. of like Arrow and Flash. Um, he, he's got a good, you know, talent for writing scripts as it turns out. Uh, so uh, this actually makes me, you know, Titans was interesting to me already. Um, but this gets me a little more excited. Like, okay, cool. You know, if they play these characters weird, they're willing to... Obviously, we don't know like a lot of information, but if they play these characters weird, it could be a lot of fun, and it could even be like a backdoor pilot for a a Doom Patrol spinoff if it's you know if they're good enough, mm-hmm. which is hard to say, you know, five episodes in, but maybe they can come back other times. Who knows? Well, that's gonna do it for our news. I guess all there is for us to do now is to jump into the reviews. To the Batmobile, let's go. All right, Nick, you've got a big one for us this week. Yeah, um, this this is a tough 